Music Licensing Reimagined. What's going on, everyone? What's going on? I'm your host, Osiris, and welcome to the Osiris Inc. podcast. Today, I have a special guest, my cuñada, my sister-in-law. I collaborate with her a bit with working on her latest book that she's going to be speaking with you about today. Erica Ireyes, go ahead and introduce yourself, ma'am. Hi, everyone. My name is Erica um, Reyes. Uh, yes, uh, today I would like to introduce my book and uh, get uh, everyone to know about it. Uh, the name of the book, It's Okay Not To Be Okay. It's about um, expressing my feelings to everybody, to the world, and to this book. Uh, talk about life It could from the past to the beginning and what's now. Uh, help others to understand uh, if they need any information and the mistakes they have done or the correction they have done, if it's been okay. But it's okay to make mistakes as well as it's okay to correct them because you're learning and you move on with life. That's perfect. Well, hey, so it's okay to not to be okay, right? From what I remember, I believe you wrote it in the form of poetry. So I, I know it would fall under the poetry category. So, Erica, let's, let me ask the question. What inspired you to write the book, It's Okay to Not Be Okay? Inspired me uh, about me writing the book, It's Okay Not to Be Okay. Um, to start off, uh, I've been writing poetry since I was a little girl. Grew up doing poetry, and I would always express myself of the things that I have done or what have happened in my life and change it and into a poetry into a poetry phrase and um and i have written uh poems like my whole life but i never thought of myself uh that i was gonna be able to publish my book until my brother-in-law gave me the motivation and told me to make it and I was like okay and I was looking for different titles to actually fit into my poems because um, a lot of my poems has the past the future and now and the good and the bad and the things that I have corrected myself and still working so basically I was looking for the titles and I asked my my brother and my sister to help me out and we chose It's Okay Not To Be Okay, which is it was a perfect fit in because um, if you realize and you see the book has uh, definitions, it has titles and story in a poem about life and that was my inspiration and so far it came out pretty good so i'm glad that you know uh there's people that you know they bought the book and they loved it and 
promoting it to the world will be perfect. And if you're interested, you could always, you know, uh, find the book. Um, in a little while, we'll, I'll, I'll send out my websites and where to get them. That's awesome, Erica. That is quite an accomplishment for you to be able to get to a point in your life where you can actually write your own book, get it published professionally, and then put it out there for the world to see. So what was, what? well, let me rephrase the question. What was difficult about this writing process, you know, for you at this point in your life, there's work that you have to account for, you know, real life problems that you encounter um, amongst other great things that do occur in your life. But how did you even find the time to sit down and write this book? What was difficult? Well, what can I tell you? Uh, at the moment of time, you know, me being disability, disabled and being at home, uh, I wrote the book. I wrote a lot of them and, you know, it was pretty difficult because like, you know, there, there's, there's uh, stories that I had to make sure it fit in. Uh, there was, there was a point that, you know, I needed to ask my brother not to help me out and he did. And I thank him, but like, you know, there is a lot of, uh, poems, excuse me, poems in there that I had to send and choose to see what was okay because honestly, when you express yourself writing these poems, you're talking about your life. You're talking about the things you went through and the things that had happened to you in, in the past, working on it and still living it. And that, for me, I think that was more difficult for me because, you know, you're sharing yourself about it, but I wrote it in poem instead of a novel. And, you know, it makes, it'll make it like sound a little bit more better. And, you know, it makes people kind of understand. Thank you so much for sharing that information. No, it's always interesting being an author myself, hearing what other authors do in their process for writing or even the concept of how they are able to form the actual routine down to get themselves into that mode to be able to produce their work. So in reviewing your book, there's two poems that actually resonated with me. And I'm curious as to what the process was for you to write it and, and if you feel comfortable with it. The first poem I would like to bring up is the one titled In Your Grave, followed by Dear Sister, the one, quite frankly, about your sister. I'm curious on those two. So what what was what was that like writing In Your Grave, which seems like to be about of a person who was mentioned kind of frequently throughout your book? Um, I believe the individual's name is Trusty. If you don't mind just sharing that with us for a moment. The title in your grave, it's about um, a person who was very dear of me. And uh, it was one of those moments that we would pass time together 
uh, majority was weekends, from Friday to weekend. Uh, mostly it would be Friday and Saturday. Uh, spend time together with friends, you know, chill and have a a great time. In, and this was during the summer. Um, this book, I mean, I'm sorry, this, this poem uh, brought me a lot of that memory. So it's something that I had to express myself. Um, and it, it caught attention, honestly, to a couple of people that I know. Because like they were they were very interested in that one, which they did cut on others, but I guess this one wow, hit a little bit. And honestly, when you have a loved one that you have spent time and your life and you know you cherish and he and that person was like your world or your guardian angel. I mean, the way you could think about it, you know, it meant a lot. And this person is no longer here anymore. His name is, uh, well, Trusty was his nickname. Um, We'll go from there. And uh, he's uh, a person that, inspire me a lot um i used to be with this person back in the days and it was a shootout it was a shootout by mistake and i don't know who they were trying to look for but you know it ended up you know happening and he basically saved my life he was like my angel because uh, once I, w- I came out of the house, because like since we were barbecuing, we were hanging out in the front, getting something from the car, and all of a sudden you see peop- uh, this car creeping out. And it was basically kind of like around 67 o'clock at, you know, in the afternoon or noon. And once you know it, you you hear bullets up in the air and, you know, everybody screaming and running and trying to. Now, that's got to be something different where you got to go really dig really deep into your into your emotions, go into that box of memories and talk about something that you've liked or at least have attempted to try to lie to rest, but have never truly forgotten about your your good friend, the person who has had such an impact on your life. So uh, let me transition to somebody else who fortunately is alive um, and somebody who I happen to know very well. Dear sister, this poem is about your sister, my wife. We both know a great deal about her. What influenced you to write a somewhat of a letter to your sister in a form of poetry? Um, I'm sorry. Once you said about this one, it gets you kind of emotional. It touches you actually because um, this poem is about the life that my sister and I lived in our hard and the hard moments, and 
when when they knew that I was gonna have a baby sister, I was really proud. I was very happy. I'm like, gosh, I'm not gonna be alone now. So uh, now I'm gonna have a sister to take care of and to fight with, and whether how you know whatever brothers and sisters do. My normal times. But with my with my sister when she was born, I basically kinda raised her since I was young as well. I was in my teenage years, I was still uh, a young girl. You know, I was in elementary and yeah, you could say still in elementary and uh, I was put in fifth grade or so. And uh when she was born and was brought in home you know I my mom I was kind of like I feel bad that my mom was waking up all the time at night because my sister my my sister was the type of baby that will wake up at night a lot she was the type of baby that she would cry she was hungry or or just crying and wanted a comfort, I get somebody to comfort her or talk to her, sing to her. And then that was my job. <laughs> so, and then I would feed her because there was always a bottle ready for her. Because we all knew that she was uh, a night bird, you know? So, um, I would, uh, there was this one time that my mom was so tired that she was like, you know, she barely had any sleep, and I, and I was awake. By then, I was still kind of like light. I was a light sleeper, especially because you know I knew there was a baby at home. I grabbed my baby sister and I told my, and you know, I was you know I was like talking to her and singing to her. My mom woke up and I'm like, to my sister, it's okay, I'll take care of her, go to sleep. You know, I was being the mommy at the moment. So this, uh, me being a big sister and a mother, in a way, you know, I was singing to her, giving her her baby bottle, and just taking care of her. Now, you know, she'll fall asleep. And the moment, and then time passed by. Yeah, she was grow- growing up, and you know, I will bathe her, and you know, shower, and dress her, nurse her, and everything. And then I will talk to her. I will brush her hair, like any uh, older sister will do. I'm sorry, will do. And you know, I was very, very overprotected on her. I had my moments why, um, and I had my reasons, but uh, I was very overprotected on her. She started growing up in, in time. Now that she's older, I still see her as my baby sister. I still see that little girl that I was taking care of, and I still feel like a mother to her, even though she's a She's married, she has her kids of her own, and uh, you know, a great wife and a sister. And this poem, I mean, I'm not really gonna say much about this, uh, to read the whole thing, but 
you know, it, it touches me because like you remember the great times and the sad times that you went through and you were protecting what was yours, what was in what was your blood. And my sister for me, she's my everything. Um she's my world. I mean, I'll do anything for her, you know. And I try to stick around longer, so I mean, I know my sister's not alone because since she has her husband to protect her, and which is, you know, my brother-in-law Gabriel, and her and the kids, you know, he's a great husband. Um, I'm not worried about it. I know she'll be fine. The day I'm not here anymore. Uh. And I could just say that, you know, she has done a great job being a mom. I know with her first board, she may have had a little couple of difficulties because, of course, when you're a first starter mom, I'm not a mother, but, you know, I could just see it. And just imagine that being a first starter mom is not easy. And you're learning. You're just wondering what to do. What am I doing? What am I going to do? And then now that she has her two fraternal twins, which is my second generations, since I'm a fraternal twin with the boy. Those three kids are my world. I just hope and pray that I get to see them growing up. And what can I say? I mean, if there is more to come, there's more to come. But if that's going to be it, <laughs> then it's a blessing having those kids. It's a, ha- it's a blessing. <laughs> Yo, I can tell you there's no more to come, at least not from this one. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> I know. Nah, I'm finished with that thing. No, nah, okay. So, uh, I I do want to say, um, real quick, thank you again for sharing that. Yeah, that um, family family is 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 important to me. It was important for me, in particular, to even have you as being my first guest on um on my podcast. It was it's just important, you know. Kind of, we got to look out for each other. We got to do our everything we can to continue to protect one another and take care of each other. And when it comes to our art form, be able to support one another and put it on platforms to where others could look into the work that we do and be impacted. Which brings me to my final question before we close out here. Two part question: What what are you hoping that people take away from your book? And then where can they find you? What I'm hoping for uh, the people worldwide um, to take about this book is hopefully they learn something about it. Hopefully I have given them what the answer, what they want, because a lot of people uh, are going through tough times, especially that holidays are coming right through, and they want to know answers. They want to know how to help themselves. And this book, hopefully, it'll teach them. It'll explain to them, and it will help a little. Hopefully, I do, and it does. And to... Uh, I'm going to uh, give out and send my uh, my website, my link. Um, you could always find it on my Instagram under uh, Chinita underscore 8369 on my Instagram. You can find me there or 
You could find me on uh, China Bella Garde Castillo on my Facebook. And then I have my TikTok, which is Colimense uh, number one. And, you know, you could, you could find me anywhere on those few websites or you could look it out under my brother-in-law's, which uh, I believe he's going to publish it or put it in in case if you don't know how to spell it. That's actually a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't even know how to spell it based off of the pronunciation. Your Spanish is really good and mine's is not. And so for those who are in the same boat as me with kind of having a hard time deciphering what she was saying, even though she said it quite clearly, just look down wherever you are viewing this podcast. Just look into the description. I will have all of Erica's links to her social media platforms and website all linked in the description below. So if you're driving, wait until you pull over or you park. Don't try to do it while you're driving. (laughs) I'd want to say that. It's not worth risking your life. But on the contrary, ultimately, we just want to make sure that the message is put out there for Erica uh, and her wonderful work that she's doing. Can we be expecting any other books from you in the future, Erica? Of course. Um, as a matter of fact, thank you for reminding me, bro. I am working on my second book. And since everybody's asking for being bilingual, I promise this one I'm working on that. Uh, there's pages on English, there's pages on Spanish, but I'm going to have somebody to help me uh, do it on English and Spanish so everybody could have the the ability to read it because I know people that they want to read it on Spanish and you know if it's taking sometimes for not everybody so fluently that they're able to read it on English and even though they have to be translated by their uh, their colleagues or family members but um, I will say like within the beginning sometime of the year or or in a few more months and um, I'll let my brother-in-law um, work on it, and it'll be ready for you guys. Hopefully by 2024 sometimes, it'll be coming out soon. Hey, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for sharing that news with us. We're looking forward to being able to have you back on the show um, once you have that book published or If you decide you want to talk about it beforehand and you want to give us a little sneak peek, feel free to come on here. So on that note, we all at Osiris Inc. Podcast want to just take the time to thank Erica I. Reyes for coming on the show. You were sensational. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to not only give us your ears, give us your hearts, but give us your time as you all allowed Erica to share her story. Please don't be a stranger. Go ahead and Purchase her book. You can purchase a copy of her book for $9.99. Amazon is probably the more convenient and easier route to find her book. Um, it is available ebook and is also available as a paperback copy. Um, Amazon.com. That is It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Author Erica I. Reyes. E-R-I-K-A. I for the middle initial and then Reyes. R-E-Y-E-S. So thank you all again for your time. You all have an amazing day. And we'll see you next time.